once a year we have a Vision Sunday. Um, it's always like in the end of, usually end of February or January. And we want to share as a whole entire leadership team of our church what we believe God is about to do. And I always think there's always a, a point what God is, is having for us right now. And my title is, Is the Church an Outdated Model? Why I'm having this title? Because in the last 18 months, when COVID hit, a lot of churches they closed. Uh, I think I have a friend of mine, he's in Jakarta. For the last, last two years, they could not have an in-person celebration. They did everything online. Can you imagine after two years doing online church, you will ask the question, do you really need a church because I'm used of online? There's a lot of people who can relate what I'm talking about. And this is the question a lot of people ask me, how does the church look like after COVID? And I want to start with a Bible verse in Acts chapter 13, verse 36 is one of my favorite leadership uh, Bible verse anyhow. For after David had done the will of God in his own generation, on the line the word, in his own generation. God is a God of generation. God has always a word for every generation and then unfortunately he died. The last part is not good, but the big, big beginning is awesome, right? That means we, God gives for every generation a key language, music, styles, and structure to win people for Jesus Christ. I think the churches, they will change, but the message is still the same. We have a saving Jesus Christ who forgives our sins, and he wants that we have the Holy Spirit dwells in us, and we are called to go out, win people, baptize those people, and make them to disciples. That has not changed, right? But how we gather will, will be in a big change. And I will do the message in two parts. First of all, I go a little bit back to the church history for, for, for a moment. And then I will ask my team, what is the point or what, how can we apply, apply actually the church history and also the new season of the church in? Are you ready? I did a lot of studies the last couple of months because for me as a leader, it's important to think a little bit where does the world going and where is the church going to? We're saying in the church history there was a church 1.0. The 1.0 was the moment when Jesus Christ came. He elected 12 disciples. He trained them. And what happens actually, the movement of Jesus Christ was invented in a very small circle of 12 people. And Jesus enrolled the whole Old Testament. He breathed life into the Old Testament and all the nuggets and all the festivals, all of a sudden Jesus brought a fresh wind into the Old Testament. When Jesus left earth, uh, churches were growing. The, the gospel was spread around the world and a lot of churches have been planted, movements have been planted. Churches all over the world is the Christianity 2.0 was a moment when churches are invented all over the world. That means uh, what the churches had figured out was uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit because Jesus, he healed people, he set people free, and all of a sudden the church said, we can do the same. And churches start to pray for the sick people, and they get healed. Amen? They preached the word of God, and all of a sudden people got saved. It was a movement, and out of 12 people, a movement is spread around the world. But then we speak about Christianity 3.0. It's the season we are right now in. It's a global world. It's also a world about social media. It's about me, myself, and I. I, myself, and me. Me, myself, and I. Do you feel what I'm talking about? And it becomes global and also digital. With other words, you have more options in very special ways to win people for Jesus Christ. And this is a game changer in the church history. And all the churches around the world, wherever you go, they're struggling. In America, only 40% of the people came back in the church. They lost 50 to 60% of people. And I don't know where the people are right now. And every church around the globe has this challenge right now. And here's the point. Um, those people that did the study... Uh, to thousands of churches around the globe, they ask the question, which churches are still growing and driving? And there are two kinds of churches that are still growing and driving. Those churches, they're saying, for example, the Bible is our foundation. We are not liberal. We don't say that the Bible is just a book. It's just some cool stories. Those churches, they will not exist from now in 10 years. 
Isn't that crazy? The liberal church will not exist in 10 years. Only those churches are saying the Bible is our foundation. We believe God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Bible is the living word of God, our focus. Now you see two churches are growing. The first church is the conservative churches. They were going to the roof. And this is a little bit maybe weird for you guys because a lot of people say the speed of life is too fast. It changes everything so fast and we love the old, the old, good old. <laughs> and a lot of people, they want to go to the old because the old is what you know. And it feels very comfortable. Those churches, they will grow, they will explode the last years in a bigger way. But in the second church, they start the progressive churches. Those churches like ICF, we saying we believe that our foundation is the Bible, is God, is Jesus. We will not change anything from the Bible. God created man and woman, that, not a comma. We believe this. And even though if the word believes something else, our foundation is not the, what people believe. It's, it's the word of God. That's the truth. And we ask the question, what is not biblical? What is not everything what the church has done in the last couple of years? It's not, it's not from the Bible. For example, when you go into the churches, not, not now anymore, the pastors were dressed with a robe, with a robe and, and, and beautiful clothes. And we felt this is like honoring God, how you are dressed. In my generations are going on stage with leather jackets, with ripped jeans. And this has nothing to do with the anointing. Because the Bible never speaks about how you are dressed, right? Amen? And there's a lot of things. We, we just did it for many years in the churches and we felt it's biblical. It's not. It's just culture. And those things we have to skip but never the word of God. The second challenge we're facing right now, it's about in the year 1807. Uh, um, we have two challenges actually, the, the God's domain and the domain of the world. And this is a very important slide actually, because the unknown was big. For example, until the 18th century, there was a lot of teachings from the Bible. For example, the Bible says, keep the Sabbath, rest one day. And for a lot of people think, oh, that's the law. And people just were obedient and they did the Sabbath. And then, of course, all the laws about the food. Don't eat pig food, for example. The Jewish people said, oh, it's, it's unclean. But they had no clue actually why it's pig food not good. And Zaitis was super, super small. That means people came to the church and the unknown was small, and what we know was also small. Then in the year 2020, I check out what has changed. It's actually scientists has developed crazy. And they have figured out what the Bible taught us 2,000 years ago already. They said, pork food is not good. Said, yeah, we know that. It's in the Bible. They say, keep one day off. Yeah, it's in the Bible. Uh, you know what I mean? It's a confirmation. It's like, oh yeah, we know that 2,000 years ago. But they did studies. <laughs> but we read the word of God. And the small part is what is unknown is, for example, still nobody can say how has the world started. Because people that don't believe in God, they believe in so theories. And it's not even proven. And we believe that God invented heaven and the earth and is the creator. But this slide is very important to understand to whom we are preaching right now, to whom we are doing church, because scientists, you can see, has progressed a lot. With all the teaching from the background, what's the point, Pastor Leo? Here's the point. In the year 2022, we're preaching to the smartest generation who has ever lived. Can I hear an amen? That's you. <laughs> you are the smartest generation who ever lived. Me included as well. We are... A global generation like never before. We are digital generation like never before. It's a generation about what is good for me. And with this background, we have to think and pray, how does the church look like with all the facts? They're not good or right. It's just a fact. How we can bring those people to Jesus Christ, train them, baptize them, or make them to solid disciples. And here is what we did the last couple of months, uh, how the church has changed it as well in our ICF family. This is Pastor Michael Sieber, and you have so beautiful gray hair. Hey, thank you, Leo. And not colored, it's original. It, that's original, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, thank I, you. 
I Thank follow. It's just the nature does yeah. its work. Okay. <laughs> Don't stop nature. Uh, what did I want to talk about? Yeah, about the church. I want to give you a, a small in-run on what happened the last um, the last few months. But the in-run is a few years back. We just had ICF Zurich, the local church here at um, Mark and Samsung Hall, and then the hall. That's the place we wanted to be. Okay, it was all simple back in the years. Then we had some people around Zurich that said, we want to be part of ICF Zurich, but we want to have our own celebrations in our own city. So we started the locations. And just a few weeks back, we, uh, another location joined us, and we are now ICF Zurich with six locations uh, coming together. ICF Mittelland joined us a few weeks back. Then during this um, last two years, digitalization gave us a kick and we started the microchurches, a totally new kind of church. We didn't even know what it is at the uh, start of 2021. So we now have 25 microchurches around um, Switzerland, Germany, Austria and Liberia, the first English microchurch. Let's give a hand to the microchurch in Liberia. <laughs> Woo! And we don't know where the journey is going to bring us, but we just started it and we're so excited to experience a new kind of church. That's our brand actually, a new experience, a new church experience. We don't know where it's going to bring us. We have small groups, we had it before, and uh, we are really excited about the variety of small groups we have. And this is the first time in the history of ISIF that we have more than 2,000 people who join a small group in, on a regular basis. That's also a record, 2,000 people who take a home in our small groups, that's awesome. And we have the blue spots, and the blue spots here are people who are watching and joining church online. They're not part of a group, not part of a microchurch, but they feel at home in ICF just through YouTube um, by watching us online. And that's a new kind, how people join church. And we have to, yeah, we have to think in a new way. So we're ready for a new adventure. We don't know where it's going to bring us, but we're ready. Just uh, watch for a moment this slide. Amen. I mean, if you're a leader, that means the church becomes bigger, but in the same time smaller. Because often when I say, hey, eyes have exploded, we have more people than ever, people say, I don't see more people in the house. Yeah, I don't talk about the house anymore. That is the church 3.0 means the global world is a big game changer uh, for, for the next years, even though I believe more, more will come. And I had a call um, last week that the church in Egypt, in El Guna, is a very beautiful place for vacation. And I will coach that microchurch as well. I'm <laughs> not just kidding. Uh, they, they approached us and said, we want to start a microchurch in Egypt. The last week I had a group from Italy. They said, we want to start a microchurch in Italy. This is a new part of how, how we do church in the future. It means we still have the in-person. Please just still come. But it means people are all over and God has given us so many varieties. The second thing what has changed, and I give you a little, little bit of background why we do what we do and what we believe it's the next step actually. We have four different uh, services on a Sunday, 9.30 it's high German, 11.30 Swiss German, uh, 5 o'clock is English and then uh, 7 o'clock is uh, Swiss German again. And we think in generations. We have the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yes, God always thinks in terms of generations. And we started the church. We have four identically celebrations. I did everything, and Dave and all the band was similar exactly. But when COVID hit, we realized now it's time for us for the Sunday evening has to be stronger and better. When you see 9.30, 11.30, and 5 o'clock, we're reaching the boomer generation, generation X and um, Y, actually. This is uh, mainly the generation we win. That means the worship style works very well for those people, actually. And we did, like, a Sunday morning, we had a YouTube channel. Before, we had, like, a high German and Swiss German YouTube channel. Now, we have only one channel to reach more people. It's in high German. And we changed the 9.30 celebration into high German. And the Swiss people will say, but this is not our language. Say, so, yeah, but the global world is bigger than high German. High German sounds like speaking in tongues. Right? <laughs> and we said, no, God has called us as ICF Zurich. We are an international church. And let's go for 100 million people that are able to speak high German. We changed that. And to that change, YouTube before, we had maybe 1,000 views. Now we have 10,000 and 10,000 views 
on a message on a Sunday, Pastor Leo Michael speaking on a high German, I mean Swiss high German. Then what we did actually is also for the international celebration, this is very important for you know you guys, because I always said the international church is key. I tell you why it, this is key. Because all the churches like in the Netherlands, in Poland, wherever churches we have, the only messages they're able to watch and hear is the English celebration. They copy our messages, all the props and everything. For those people, we are not just a church in Zurich. We bless them with props, with preaching ideas. They copy our message and they're doing even better. That's always the goal. That's why the YouTube channel for the English community, it's very, very important to reach more people for Jesus Christ. This is uh, maybe for you like nothing new, but now we have a Friday evening church service called 20s and the Sunday evening celebrations with a lot of different people. And Friday evening is growing and Sunday evening is growing and we made the decision some months ago we want to combine the Friday and the Sunday night. We want to have a second a strong church service for the younger generation, generation Alpha and Z. And Alpha and Z, they're a different generation, I tell you. the music style, the topics are so different than what I listen or what I believe or what, how I feel, right? And here's the point. In the, for the, that generation, we want to invent a new second worship style. Because I asked Pastor Brian Houston from Hillsong, they have Hillsong Worship, they have United and also Young and Free. And I said to Pastor, Pastor Brian Houston, just tell me how this happened. He said, by intention. By intention, they invented three different worship styles. And we said, now it's time for us to have a new worship style for a young generation. And we take money together and we want to support them that we will have a new worship style. Come on, this is big. And also the YouTube channel, they will, they will doing different things than what we do. And why is this is important? Please listen to me. We have Sunday, Saturday afternoon, uh, evening, we have the youth church. And yesterday, they had 218 teenagers in the house. The biggest record ever. And if you don't have a youth ministry in your church, and you don't have a strong Sunday evening church service in a community, the future of your church is not long anymore. That means we have a future because Sunday evening will be in some years the Sunday morning church. And that's why we have to think and invest in generation that we're not losing from now 10 years, um, all those generations. That's why Sunday evening is very critical. And that's why we want to put a lot of energy and money into the new generation. And we are also that generation. But you have already everything but that generation. We cannot miss it. Pastor Sana, just give us an insight. What you believe is also around the corner. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that the church is not an outdated model and neither is online. We were forced and pushed, I say, by God or by Corona to put more effort into online. And you might think that online uh, loses the power after Corona is over because we are used to meet here, but it's not that way. It's so interesting that online is not just a back door, but it's a front door for people to attend the church. Because I can tell you some examples that really touched my heart. I heard a story from a girl. She was um, a Christian, a believer. She attended the church, but for some reason, when she moved, she decided to, to not go to church anymore. And how difficult it was for her to attend the church again. But with online, it was so easy for her to just click in, to just listen to the, to the message, to just be a part of the church in a place that was safe for her. And then she attended a microchurch, which is a size that fits for her, for her just the moment she is in for her circumstances. We met another guy and he is divorced and that's why it was very difficult for him to attend a church. And we figure out that he still is connected with the church through online. And it's not the back door, it's the front door. It's the front door for him to have access to a church again. And not only these two examples, but there are so many people around our neighborhood, around the country, around the globe that need this online version because it's a front door. It's a first easy step in a 
surrounding of their apartment or in a small group where they can attend a church which is not that big, which is not so far away, which they can connect even though it's far away. And I am so excited about the possibility of online. God has given us and even made it bigger through Corona. And we had a prophet years ago, years ago, The prophet prophesied that we as Isaac would double, 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 and he was with a figure about 300 or something. And I always, and this is years ago, and I always thought, how is that possible? 300 churches. It, I mean, we, we are dead when that happened. But now with this microchurch, with this online, I see a possibility how easy it is to plant a church in countries where there exists no churches because people can gather in their homes as friends and then you can see how it grows, how it starts. And that's why I'm so excited about the online. And it's not a back door, it's a front door for people. Yes. Hey guys, I play soccer. Do you know that? I'm a soccer playing pastor. And I'm in the soccer club and they don't know if they should like me or hate me. Some of them, they hate me. And I was there in this clubhouse after a soccer game talking to a guy outside and inside there is this window and this guy is coming like that. Jesus, Jesus. Very angry, so close. I went in. I was shocked for a half second. Then I realized, ah, his demons are seeing my Jesus in me and they can't handle it. I went in, I said, hey man, Jesus is alive and he loves you. Half an hour later, he came again, the same scene. And I celebrated that rejection. I went home to my wife and said, now we're talking. Now I'm, I am on track. That was so great. You know, I have a sentence, what we believe Consumption, Christianity will die out and the more selfless discipleship will emerge. Con consumer Christianity is asking, what's in for me, this, what's in for me, Christianity? And that leads us that we judge our church and, and, and our experience and ourselves um, according to our likes and whims. And people, they are coming and going to the church like they want. They have this Christian lifestyle. Maybe they are, they are attendant of a church, but they are not true followers of Christ. And that is so much contrary to the gospel, which causes us to lose ourselves for his name's sake. Selfless discipleship. Listen, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. That's strong. And we challenge you in this crazy world, which values are like that, but the values of Jesus and the standard of Jesus is like that. You have to decide who are following you. And Jesus is calling you out for a radical discipleship. And if you stand up for Christ, like I do in my football club, you will get headwinds. Of course, you will get rejection 100%. But it's not a problem. You can be glad. You can celebrate it like I did. I celebrated it because then you know I'm on track. And we want to invite you, not just to be in attendant of this nice church, not just to be a, a Sunday Christian. Then you misunderstand the concept. Jesus is calling you out for a radical discipleship, a selfless discipleship. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Simon. Big round of applause. <laughs> so now maybe you heard for the last uh, 25 minutes about church history, and this is very important to understand where we're going. God is doing a new thing. David, he served his own generation, the language, the music, the style, everything. And we have to figure out what is the language, what is the music, what is the style, how is the structure. Not to win people for our ICF logo. It's not about the ICF logo. Our logo is Jesus Christ. This is the biggest logo ever. We want to bring people to Jesus Christ. And what is the application right now for you as an international church celebration or also the microchurch in Liberia? 
I believe, and this is what the word God gave me on my heart, this is the year to equip other people. I really believe this is the year to equip other people. Because during COVID, there was social distancing. We were distancing from people, right? For more than two years, we were at a big distance. And I think right now we should have the opposite. We should embrace people, hug people, kiss people, not letting people go again, right? Let's go back to the real love of Jesus Christ. And I really do believe that our job is to equip other people for the gospel of Jesus Christ because you are sitting here. I'm standing here on the stage because my mom, she prayed years and years and years that one of her sons should be, be a pastor. And I became a pastor because of my mom's prayer. And someone has shared the gospel with you, right? Someone taught you the word of God. Someone invested times and energy to make you a real disciple, right? And often we're sitting here and then we forgot the journey that God took us to people. And I wrote down five areas where I really hope and longing that we have equipped people. We lead one person close to Jesus Christ in this year. We start a new group, like a small group. Let's start one new micro church around the world. Let's start a new ministry, like some of the evening new worship style could that be. And let's found a new church. We have right now a friend of mine thinking about starting a church in Lisbon, in Portugal. Another guy starting a church in Cambodia with all of people from Cambodia that got saved and all the saved people going to new city. And they're planting a church with the first-born generation Christians. And I really do believe it's very important that we have a mindset of winning people. And we want to close with this illustration of we should be hunters of demons, uh, diamonds, not demons. <laughs> diamonds. Diamonds. So in here is a, is a diamond. Can you, can you see the diamond here? No. That's the point. Often we want to make disciples and they are already here. That's easy, easy. But what, what about those people? They, they're not here yet. Some people in your family, they're not, they're not sitting here yet. Maybe in your workplace, they're not sitting here yet. You know, when the prophet Samuel came, he had to anoint the new king for Israel. The father lined up all the options of their sons. And the, the, the prophet Samuel said, no, 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 no. No, and said, all of his sons, they're cool. They are hot. But not one of them is the appointed, anointed king. And the father said, but this is all I have. And my prayer begins, that God gives us eyes like the Holy Spirit. Sees when nobody is able to see. Here is a David. A David who changed maybe your family. A David to change maybe your small group can even change your whole entire nation. That's my point. We need eyes of the Holy Spirit and see the Davids. They're around us. They're not sitting here yet, but they're somewhere floating. This is the point number one. I decided that I want to be intentionally a diamond digger, and we are all invited for that. But you can't. Find a diamond without getting your hands dirty. You have to dig deep for finding the diamonds. You have to be there where the diamonds are. That's why I'm in the soccer club. Yeah, there are so many diamonds there, but there's so much dirt. <laughs> I tell you, that's why I'm on social media, but not just for pleasure, but I stand up for Christ. So many diamonds there. And I just made that decision that I don't want to be still, that I don't want to drive the backseat. I just stand up for Christ. I don't want to wait any longer till years somebody knocks at my door and asks me, Simon, do you know a solution for my lost soul? I don't wait any longer. I go there where the people are and I make myself dirty. We want to invite you to do the same because you are a diamond digger. Yeah, thank you, Simon. And then when you have the diamond, it's still dirty. It doesn't spark. It cannot take the light as much as it should and it could and then break it and give it back to the world. It's still, it's still dirty. And what the diamond needs, it needs to be washed. 
And this is a, a symbol and a picture that our friends, we just win for Christ. They need to be washed with the blood of Jesus. And this is the moment when we lead them in the Get Free Weekend, when we lead them that they experience Jesus in their lives step by step and part of part that Jesus can cleanse them with his blood and then they are cleansed and we can help them experience it. And then comes the next step. Yeah, the next step, it's not finished yet, right? What is the purpose of a diamond? It should shine bright. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. So it still needs a cut. It needs a polish. It needs a finish because the way it is now, it's not shining bright enough. So how can a diamond be um, polished? It needs diamond dust to polish a diamond. In the Bible, it says iron sharpens iron. So a diamond needs a diamond to be sharpened. And for us human beings, it's the same. A human heart needs other human hearts to be sharpened so we can reflect the beauty of Jesus in this world. You have to come close to other people. Get close to those people. Once you have this diamond, bring it in, into your small group, in your microchurch, into this celebration so they can be close to other people and be polished by characters, by getting feedback, by being close to other people. That's because why Leo is shining so bright, because he's close to people and we are a team getting feedback from each other. That's the purpose of a diamond, to be close to others as well. Thank you. Yeah, let's give a big round of applause. So you heard a lot about church history, about all the studies are made around the world, what people think, how the church looks like in the future. But one thing will not change, that we equip other people. This will remain. That's the main thing. That will not change. The church will be more becoming more digital. We will have more micro churches. All those things. It's cool. I like it. I love it. People going on vacation and they're watching the message online in, in Sardinia, in France, in Brazil. This is cool. That's, that's hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's so cool. But there's a window open right now because in COVID, people were, God took away the security of, of life, right? And now there's a war around the corner and people are shocked and that's always a window where people are super open and we should understand that when a, when a door is open when the window is open we should use that window and let, don't let's talk hours and months about the coronavirus and all those things let's go back to the most important thing is to win other people for Jesus Christ because you're sitting here and you are shining like a diamond I can see it and I love it but now comes the call that we are going out and we're doing the same thing because in the dirt, in the world, we have to make our hands dirty like Jesus Christ had 99 sheep and he left the 99 and was after the one sheep, after the one diamond. And the question is always how much should it cost or how much can it cost to win one diamond? Jesus came down on earth just for one person to save him. And I think this should be our attitude in our small groups, in the international community. Let's be, let's equip other people for Jesus Christ. And I want to close with a Bible verse in Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 and 38. And you feel right now, we as a leadership team, we are pumped for the next general future. We see the finest hours the local church is not over. The church will change, but not the message. Praise the Lord. And not the Bible. But in Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 and 38, in the New International Version says, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest. Ask the Lord of the harvest. We should ask God, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. And this is what we're going to do tonight. We want to ask God for all those five areas that he will send us out to win people and we find diamonds and people that are going out who, who, after we find them and they will transform, bring revival into so many nations and, and lands. Before we do that, before we pray together, I wanna, um, wanna tell you what, what uh, I heard this week and I was a little bit um, confused. And I asked God, how can I do the ending, the end of the message? And God reminded me about the very a simple structure which we have done all, all the years. 
When you believe in revival, when you believe that the finest hour of the local church is not over, there are two things that God is challenging us all the time. It's prayer. Everything starts with prayer. Prayer is not the last thing. It's the first thing we do. And with giving. And I said, God, what do you mean by giving? He said, Leo, if you believe that microchurches and DDHL will a new area, then ask the people in your church to give money. And money is always where your heart is. There is a treasure. This is always a link. And I said, God, this is weird. We're doing like a half an hour. We pump you each other and then ask you for an offering. For some people right now, it feels like manipulation. And if you feel manipulated, don't give anything. This is very important for me. I don't want to have manipulated money. But I believe first, when we want to be, see a year of breakthroughs and of equipping people, it starts with the giving. Giving is always, we position ourselves with the most important thing. We say, God, it hurts to give. But we want to see that Sunday evening at the microchurch is going to the roof. You have two options you have. You, have, you can give online right now. And the bucket's going to the rose. And just give right now in faith. In faith for a new season. We're planting right now with our money like a seed. We believe that what we give online or cash, it's always the starting point of everything. Because we, we put the atmosphere with giving. And we have done this through all the years. And I know it's always like we, we love just the God is just doing his part. But when we're doing our part, God will do his part. It's always a package, right? Father God, I pray right now for this special offering. For all the giving right now, we're giving in faith. That we will be an equipping church. Equipping people with the word of God. Leading people to Jesus Christ. Making people to strong and healthy disciples of Christ. We want to see that microchurches and all the digital opportunities is going to the roof. And with our giving in faith, it's like a statement in the seen and unseen world. It's not just a talk. We walk the talk. We do what we believe with an amazing statement. It's always the principle, if you have a need, plant the seed. This is what we did right now. We plant the seed. If you, if you have a need, plant the seed. Because if you're planting a seed, in some month, you will see the results. And it, you will see, wow, it's growing. Now we have given enough be obedience just to do the offering after the message. This is usually, we don't do that. But now we want to pray together. I believe in the power of prayer. Can you stand up for a moment? Also the online church and micro church in Liberia. And we want to pray right now as a leadership team for five areas. The year to equip. So Pastor Sunday, let's start with lead one person closer to Jesus Christ. Yes, Jesus, here we are. We cannot do it by our own power, but you may give us your power that we see the people whose heart is open, who, who is ready to just receive God, who would be thankful that we told them about Jesus and about forgiveness and about the, that you are the Savior. Lord Jesus, I ask you that you open our eyes right now, that we see the person you want us you want to use us to lead them to Christ in this year. In Jesus' name, I pray. And now can we be quiet for a moment? I want to love that we hear to the Holy Spirit, to the voice, because God gives you maybe a name. God gives you a name of maybe, can be your mom, your dad. God will give you right now a name. Who will that be? We need the eyes of the Holy Spirit. Let's be quiet for a moment. And we are sheep. And God has given us the ability to hear. And our ears are amazing. 
God, give me a name. Like the prophet Samuel, hear the word, David will be the appointed king. He had a name in his mind. Just give me a name. The one person who can be the next Billy Graham. The next person who can be the next Reiner Bonke. Or Mother Teresa. That one person you lead to Christ can change your world. Can be a world changer. Can bring revival. Right now when we're listening, right now it's not just all again. Now it's a crucial moment. A crucial moment for that person. Let me see. Let me hear. Pastor Michael will pray for groups, for small groups, groups. We are a group church. Yes. In my inner eyes, I see like connection lines from one person going to other people and they're pulled together and groups are forming everywhere. And I want to pray that we can be a church that will start new groups in this um, year, in the 2021. Maybe you know some people who are alone, who are not connected. They're somewhere in your environment. And I see these connecting lines going out from you. Maybe it's a WhatsApp, a phone call, a lunch, a coffee you have. And you're inviting people to join your group or you even start a new group. And Jesus, we want to pray that all over, all around our church, our locations, microchurches, small groups, in the online community that we will see groups forming new groups are forming and we call that in the name of Jesus online groups all the varieties of groups men groups mixed groups ladies groups evergreen groups English Italian French whatever Jesus we ask you that there are going to be new groups by the end of this year in the name of Jesus give us grace Jesus to reach people and come close to them and have them in our nests so we can be together and uh, sharpen each other to shine like you Jesus the next thing we want to pray for micro churches and the next prayer I would love if you can do it with the person next to you if you feel comfortable let's uh, turn to the next person pray together for micro churches in in Egypt in around the world and if you don't, don't feel comfortable stay alone uh, you don't have to pray but the rest I want to challenge just turn around to the person you know you came with and just pray right now together. Let's bring a little bit of atmosphere in this building. Is this good? Just turn around, pray together for those people you know. If you know nobody, you don't feel comfortable, no big deal. Remain standing, don't feel pressured.
Now we want to pray that we build together that church, this ministry. But before I do that, we do that together. I want to call you out. Some people here in this room, out of your confidence zone, out of your comfort zone, out of your laziness, because life is more than working, having Netflix time and going to a church service for your conscience, I want to invite you to build with us that church, to be clinked in, to help us to reach people all over the world and also for this community. And let's raise our hands and just pray to God. And maybe your heart is pumping. Then I invite you to be bold, to make a step out of your comfort zone and come to us, speak with us, and we need you because there are so much more to do. There are so much more ministries, ministries to be filled up with good people. We need you, your, your, your brain. We need your, your time to build the kingdom of God. There are so many more ideas to come in the next years. Maybe there is one from you. And we just live together, our hands, because we are proud that you, God, we are building that church with us and through us. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand for that. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. Now, the next thing, I would like to pray for church planting. Church planting is one of the biggest evangelistic tools in history. Do you know that? It's not about that we have one ICF more, but ever, wherever a church is planted in a city, it's like a, one of the biggest evangelistic tools in history. Because there's a team on fire inviting people, they're not going to any church anymore. And around the globe, we said the last 10, 15 years, is such an effective tool to bring people to Jesus Christ. We have Paige here, she's for example from America. You're praying right now for America. Maybe you're from Asia, from uh, Colombia. Uh, from Peru, I don't know where you're from, Costa Rica, I, I, coach, I coach you as well. I just coach those nations that are warm. Do you, I like warm nations, I don't like winter. I, 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 I struggling with Switzerland, it's always far, cold, windy. I don't like it, it's not healthy. But can you, can you right now, wherever you come from, can you pray for church planting it doesn't have to be an ICF but can you ask God for church planting in your nation come on. just speak it out wherever you come from can you do that for Colombian Indonesia America South America Asia and Africa in Europe, North America, Australia, the eastern part. Like France and Portugal and Spain and Italy, Croatia, Montenegro, all those nations down there in the east. Father God, ask anoint people to stand up to lead movements, planting new churches. We are an international church. We, our name is ICF, means International Christian Fellowship. When we founded the church, it was a funny name, doesn't make sense. <laughs> we reached Swiss people. Swiss people cool. They're nice people. They're good in giving. No, just kidding. They're good people. Swiss people solid. That is the real deal. But you know what you know what the part is. But the word ICF is a prophetic word. God has given us a prophetic word. We had no clue that one day we will plant churches. And it's not our thing. It's the move of God. That's why we always pray for church planting. 
Now I want to ask for yourself, you can close your eyes for a moment and we will go into the worship song also in Liberia. Now I want to pray for yourself. I don't know what this message has stirred up in you. I don't know what God has spoken to you right now, but there must is a word from God right now for you. And just give a response to God right now. Whatever God has enlightened in you, right? He stirred in you. Just give a response in, in your prayer. And with that response, let's go into a worship song. We give the praise to Jesus. We adore Jesus. We lift up the beautiful, most beautiful name of all the names, Jesus Christ. Let's sing it. Let's believe it. Let's proclaim it. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye